This is Mitchell McLam, lead pastor of Sapona Road Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're so excited you found our podcast. Our prayer is that you're blessed by today's message. If you would like more information about Sapona Road Church or would like to give to this ministry, please visit our website at saponaroadchurch.com. We hope you have a great day and enjoy today's message. But Joshua has kind of been on my mind this week, and I, I've thought through and I kind of figured, tried to figure out the direction, the way we were going to walk through this together. And, and I believe that we have to start at a point. Uh, this is something that we're going to pull out that is very simple today before we step into where we're headed on the journey. So I want to read Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to read the entire chapter to you, uh, and I want to show you kind of what the Lord's dealing with me on. I'm reading out of the New, the new American Standard uh, Bible, and I believe uh, Brother Carter is awesome, and it's aggravated the snot out of him this morning, but I think he's got you the scripture on the screen. Joshua chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, says, Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I'm given to them, the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I've given it to you just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, Phrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Can you imagine, first of all, I love looking out uh, at land and just kind of seeing. Can you imagine standing and, and looking and knowing that every place that I step my foot is going to be my territory. That's an amazing thought process for me. To know that from, from the east, as he said, for where the sun sets, from the east to the west, as far as you can go, from the great river, everywhere your, the sole of your foot treads is yours. There are no, no trespassing signs for you to go check out somebody else's land because when you step on it, it's now yours. Nobody's going to stand against you. He said... I'll not uh, fail you. Just as I've been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the uh, right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. I think that we need to stop and pause a moment and point out the fact that in order to do the work of the Lord is to be careful. I can have this word in my heart. I can have it on my mouth. I can meditate it on it uh, day and night. But it, it's intentionality that makes me walk by the way of God. He said, be careful to do the work of the Lord. Be careful to do all that's within it. And then whenever you're careful to do uh, according to all that's written for it, then you make your way prosperous and then you have success. It doesn't happen by accident. It's intentional. It's to be careful to do the way of God. He said, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? I laugh because we talked about it last week. Obviously, Joshua was hardheaded. He needed some courage. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
Looking at verse 10. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the midst of the camp, and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourself, for within three days you're to cross this Jordan, to go in to the promised land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess it. Can you imagine Years and years, a whole generation has had to pass for them to get to this point. And now Joshua says, hey, get ready, because in three days, you get to cross over. Can you imagine what that must have been like? I don't like waiting. We've talked about this already. Patience is not a strong suit of mine. I end up in the longest grocery store line ever because I jump from one to the next to try to get to the shortest. And they've waited and they've waited and they've fought and they've lost faith. And now here they are. And Joshua says, people, prepare your provisions because in three days you're going to cross this river. What would it be like for us if we had enough confidence in God moving us to that destination? Remember, we've prepared for the promise. We've walked all the way through this. And what would it be like for us if we had enough confidence in the fact that God was actually going to allow us to cross over into what he had promised us to know that in three days you're going to cross. What would our preparation look like? If we had enough confidence to know that God really was going to do what he said he was going to do, we finally made it to that point. I believe that the way we prepare ourselves and the people around us would look different. You agree? Y'all are asleep. I'm just saying. I can stay here all day long. Y'all got some stone faces today. Bless the Lord. I'll preach to that mirror back there. I can see myself. He says, prepare your provisions because in three days you're going on. He says to the Reubenites in verse 12, to the Reubenites and to the Gadites and to the half tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, remember the word which Moses, of the, Lord's servant, uh, Moses the servant of the Lord commanded you saying, the Lord your God gives you rest and will give you this land. The Lord your God gives you rest and will give you this land. I'm actually going to stop right there because I don't have to go any further. I've thought through this process and I've prayed through this this week trying to figure out, Lord, where is it that we're headed? How, how, what am I supposed to, am I supposed to direct this today? Joshua obviously needed some courage, right? I try not to have to be told something but one time. Michael would argue against that thought. Joshua needed to be told. Be strong and courageous. Only be strong and courageous. Be very strong and courageous. And I thought through this, God, why does, what's, why does he need the courage? He's chosen. He's spirit-filled. He's got faith. Obviously, he's in need of some courage. What's the courage for? And I got to this verse, and I, I believe there's more to this, and don't put this message in a box, Okay? This isn't the only reason Joshua needed courage. We're about to walk through an entire book of why Joshua needed courage. But I believe the Lord stopped me at this verse of scripture in this moment for this week. And he says, the Lord, your God gives you rest and will give you this land. I believe in the very short summary, if you want to check out after I say this, you, you don't have to hear nothing else. I believe God, that Joshua needed courage to rest. I believe Joshua needed courage to rest. I can only imagine, I'm a young leader, 
I've been through transition. I've, I've had guys look, look down on me. I've had guys support me and lift me up. I've had guys stand toe-to-toe and look me in the eye. I, I've had issues. I've had situations where it's been a struggle. And I can only imagine Joshua. Joshua is following the, the patriarch of the Exodus, okay? He's following Moses, the one who started this whole process. It's his vision. He's the one that God gave the message to. And now he's died off. He messed up. And here's Joshua. I can't really imagine the anxiety that Joshua had to have dealt with. I don't know about you. Maybe you don't deal with anxiety. I deal with some, uh, some anxiety. I deal with some frustrations. I deal with, with just randomly sitting around every once in a while and get a little overwhelmed with where I'm at and what's going on and what I believe sits on my shoulders and, and the responsibility that God's laid on my life. There's anxiety to it. The, the fact that I'm trying to raise two human beings and somewhat make them decent human beings, the fact that I'm called to stay married to the same woman from the day I said I do to the day that I die, and I have to figure out how exactly that I'm to love her and to please her and to do exactly, it, we get anxiety, right? I can't imagine what Joshua must have felt. Attaboy, son, you're the one going to take them over. You, you've walked through this journey with us, but now it's your time to step up and lead. It's your time to do this. You need some courage. What does he need courage to do? I believe Joshua needed courage to rest. This whole process has been all about God giving the people of Israel rest. They were slaves. They were under bondage. They were under the, the restriction of the Egyptians. They worked. They worked. They worked. They worked. One of the very first things that God did when he brought them out of slavery was he gave them rest. He gave them a Sabbath. The Sabbath wasn't, well, the, the man was not created for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath for the man. The very first thing he did when he gave the Ten Commandments, the, the covenant between God and man, the very first thing he did was he said, the, the, the Sabbath, you must keep it holy. Set it apart. Rest. And the whole purpose of this entire journey, God's trying to get these people, he's preparing them all along the way for the promise of rest. Rest from what? I believe the anxiety. The struggles, the trials. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. Just the confidence of knowing God's got your back. No man that stands against me can, can, is going to fall. Every man that stands against me is going to fall. Nobody that stands against me can stand. They all got to fall. The confidence of knowing that diminishes anxiety. Right? All of it was about rest. And, and I don't really know why or how or why we ended up in this place today because there's so much more jam-packed in this, in this chapter. But I believe that the thought that's been on my heart all week long is Joshua needed courage to rest. And so I thought about rest, and I want to give you four thoughts, four things that come from rest. First of all, peace comes from rest. You don't believe me? Clear your calendar for the rest of the day and hang out with me. And about 1030 tonight when my babies go to bed, you're going to realize there's peace in rest. It's peaceful. We say rest in peace. 
When someone takes the, the eternal nap and the body is gone and, and the soul and the spirit are with the Lord, they're resting in peace. There is peace and rest. When I lay down at night, I sleep, don't you? Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, you do. It's quiet. Ain't nobody calling my name. If they do, it's in a real sweet way. She's trying to talk to me about something, but it ain't somebody calling my name needing something from me. There's peace and rest. Not only is there peace and rest, but dreams take place during seasons of rest. You ever had a dream when your eyes were open? No. You might have had a vision, but you didn't have a dream. Dreams take place when you're resting. And if you don't rest, how can you dream? And if you don't dream, how can you see something to know that's where I'm going? That's what God has for me. If you don't slow down and rest, you can't dream. Dreams come during rest. Not only does peace and dreams come during rest, but healing comes during rest. I forgot how old I was on Friday. We went to the lake for a little while. And I started wakeboarding when, I don't know, I was like 15, 14, 15, 16 years old. That was a little while ago. And my young buck brother-in-law hopped on the wakeboard, hopped right up, he took off. And then my sorry little sister <laughs> hopped on there and showed him up. I thought, well, I wasn't even going to get in the water. Now I got to. So I hop in the water, and Micah's like, stop! You don't have to do this! She, she said, don't show off! Don't, uh, I don't even know it. Well, I did. When I woke up this morning, I can't feel my left arm. <laughs> that was Friday. I'm struggling. Anytime you work out, anytime you lift weights, if you're sick, you rest because healing comes during rest. Right? Somebody was told one time when they went to the doctor that your body is working so hard at fighting off this infection, it's overworking itself to the point that you feel the way you do. And if you don't stop, it's going to take you out. You have to rest so that your body can heal. Right? Me and brother Tommy Johnson, they're out of town. We got this genius idea that we're going to start this push-up plan. And it's only three days a week. You know why it's three days a week? Because my arms would be numb the other, other two days. Four days. Never how many days there are in a week. Messing my brain, too, at one point in time. You got to rest. Thank you, baby doll. There's seven days in the week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. My Barney days are coming back. It doesn't matter what you do. You can only do it for so long before you have to rest to heal. Our physical bodies are not made to go and to go and to go and to go. My mind, maybe yours, is fantastically created awesome. 
My brain don't work when it goes over and over and over 24 hours a day. I start losing that mind eventually. My emotions get in, in a really bad way when I try to go and go and go and go. We've got to have rest. What's interesting, though, is out of the healing, because from rest comes peace, from rest comes dreams, from rest comes healing, but because of the healing, out of rest comes strength. My left arm that was numb this morning, that I can't hardly lift over my head, when it ever quits hurting, because eventually I'm going to rest it, it's going to be stronger than it was before I got on a wakeboard on Friday. But I can't let it get stronger until I rest it. They give you a pair of crutches when you hurt your foot so you don't walk on your foot. You have to rest the foot so that it heals and then after it heals, it's stronger. Anybody that does workouts will tell you, you tear the muscle down to create scar tissue that when the scar tissue heals, it heals back bigger than it was before you tore it down. Lord, I'm expecting this left arm to be huge. We've got to rest. And I don't believe that Joshua really had the courage to walk into this season of rest. And the reason I think that Maybe I'm wrong. That's not biblical. This is my message. Let me preach it how I want to. I don't have the courage to rest. More times than not, the pressures of where it is I'm supposed to be going, what it is I'm supposed to be doing, how, who it is I'm supposed to be, how it is I'm supposed to be doing, whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing, those anxieties... Keep me to a point that I'm like, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. And I don't have the courage to stop and rest. Madeline Lee hates to go to bed. You know why she hates to go to bed? She's afraid that if she goes and rests, she's going to miss something. And we get it in our mind, either that we're going to miss something, or we're cocky enough to think it can't go on without us if I rest. Wrong. God is trying to get the people of Israel to a place of rest. You know what happened 40 years ago when they did not enter into the place of rest? They lost a whole generation of people because they didn't have the courage to rest. A whole generation of promises of God. They lost the land flowing milk and honey. They ate the bread from heaven, which apparently they're tired of. Water from rocks. Over and over and over, discouragement, depression, anxiety is rising up against this, this whole group of people. Because they didn't have the courage to walk into the season of rest. So I've thought about, you know, why? Well, we're afraid we're going to miss something. You think that you're so important that you can't. 
I don't really understand, though, why we operate the way we operate. Because if rest was important enough for God to set apart an entire day, Madeline, one-seventh, because there's seven days in a week, one-seventh of the time you live should be resting time. Intentional, purposeful times of rest. Every single week, God was intentional enough to give you a time to dream. I've often wondered why life is boring. Why I can't figure out the purpose. Why I can't find God's way. Well, am I taking that time to stop and dream? Because if I'm not dreaming, what am I doing? Have I, have I, am I, I wonder why, why is everything so chaotic? Why does it feel like life is in a whirlwind and I'm just hanging on to the tornado as it swims round and round and round? God intentionally set a time for me to stop and find peace. We have to heal. I've shared our testimony before, and Micah and I, prior to us getting here, sat down in a season of rest because we were very broken, very hurt, discouraged, depressed, felt pretty worthless. Rest brought healing. Out of that healing, rest brought strength. We've got to rest. Matthew said it like this. He said, he, he actually is recording Jesus' words. He said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's two different types of rest taking place. He said, take my yoke Upon you learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Psalms 4 verse 8 says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me to dwell in safety. Psalm 91 verses 1 and 2 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. It's all about rest. I got to slow down to rest. I ain't talking about being lazy. I'm done. Will you come play something for me? I told you short, simple to the point. I'm not talking about being lazy. I'm talking about finding the place in my spirit to rest. I'm going to use my Sabbath to show up to church. There's no way around that. That means I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to drive. I'm going to get something to eat. I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to be with 
Some friend, I'm going to be with somebody. I ain't going to stop and sit at home in a ball in the closet to rest. But I'm going to allow the word of the Lord to be careful, to be carefully acted, to rest and focus my attention on Him. Because if Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, in me there is rest. Isn't He our Sabbath? Doesn't that make Him the Sabbath? If God created this space one-seventh of time to be the Sabbath, to be a day to keep holy, to be a day to, to stop and rest, to be a day to dream, to be a day to have peace, to be a day to heal, to be a day to have strength. And Jesus said, in me you will find rest. He's the Sabbath. I believe Joshua needed courage because obviously Moses had messed it up. And the more I've pondered on this, the more I've thought and prayed through, I wish I could meet these guys. Like, it'd be so cool to meet them. I'd size Joshua up from the get-go. Yeah, you had courage from the beginning. That wasn't why he said this. Why, why he was telling you this was because he knew Moses goofed it up and he was just trying to push you along. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Be courageous, be courageous, be courageous, be courageous. You're trying to get to rest. Be courageous, gotta go rest. Be courageous, gotta go rest. I believe it takes courage to stop and sit down and shut up. Because it's in my silence that the Lord will speak. I might make some pretty crazy noises during my sleep. But I don't talk. Because if I'm talking, I typically ain't listening. And if I'm talking, there's no way I can be dreaming. If I'm talking, there's no way I got peace. I can find a place of peace when I just get off in some place somewhere. The Bible talks about going off on your own to a destitute place and rest. When I sit down and be quiet, I can find peace. You know what's scary about that though? What if I don't? Personalities like mine struggle. It's a type A personality. It's a go-getter, headstrong, give me a task, I'm running toward you. You throw a dog a bone, he's running. A dog don't throw himself a bone. You ever realize that? So when I don't have a bone to chase, it's scary. I'm just being honest. 
Personalities like mine, it's hard to sit down and shut up and be quiet. Not because I like to talk. I would naturally be an introvert. I just assume I told you before, go to my office and let all y'all leave. And then I'll leave after you're gone. That's my natural, what I would prefer. It's not right. My natural tendency. So it ain't because I want to talk. But it's the unknown. Because if I'd rest, I don't have a clue. I'm resting in faith that peace is going to come. I'm resting in faith that a new dream is going to be birthed out of, out of this rest. What happens if I lay down to rest and I wake up and feel the same way? What happens if I don't heal? For me, it's a waste of time. People say I can sleep when I'm dead. It's not reality, but that's the way the mind works. I don't need to stop. I don't need to slow down. I don't need to, to, to rest. I don't need to, to rest my mind. I don't need to spiritually sit and sulk in the Lord. Which is as far from the truth as anything's ever been. Because if I don't rest in the Lord... Jesus said, come to me who are weak and weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. You know why I need Jesus' yoke upon me? Because when I get weary and heavy laden, I go off on my own somewhere crazy. But when his yoke is on my neck and he's got me bound to him, I'm going right where he's headed. But until I slow down and shut up and rest, I'm on my own. I believe Joshua needed courage to rest. And I believe maybe this whole message was from me and that's okay. I believe though in this chaotic society where everything under the sun is unknown right now. There is so much anxiety. There is so much fear. There is so much frustration. How to even, Mike and I have had discussions as a family. How do we even navigate through certain areas of life anymore? How do we even have certain conversations with our babies? How do we even walk through this? I don't know why the Lord stopped me at that verse. We'll make it to Joshua and the courage that he had over fear. But I believe that you and I need the courage to just rest. Because I believe that if we'll just stop in the middle of all the chaos, quit trying to figure it out, quit trying to think through it, quit trying to come up with our own way, our own ideology of how to move through the day, how to move through the next. I'll be honest with you. I finally just threw up my hands on how we move forward as a church for the next six months. It's useless to try to, to walk through that. I mean, we don't have a plan. It don't mean I'm not making, we're not trying to use wisdom. But my type A personality chasing a bone just gets let down and disappointed when things don't work the way they're supposed to. I can't have control of that because it drives me crazy. 
get a rest. I don't know what life holds. I don't know how long we have before Jesus shows back up and parts the sky. You know what I can do? I can rest. Today, I want to pray that you have the courage to rest. Joshua was not Moses. Moses could not do what God had purposed for the people of Israel. Moses had to die out so that Joshua could step up, a new man could step up and take these people across to a season of rest. I believe we need rest. And the word tells me that in Christ there is rest. So if I submerge myself into Him, there's rest. But that takes courage because there's unknown that comes with that. Father, God, I thank you for your word today. Lord, I thank you for the peace that comes out of rest. Lord, I thank you for the dreams that are birthed in seasons of rest, Father. I thank you that we can dream dreams, we can see visions, we can have this new life. Father, I thank you for those dreams. God, I thank you for healing. The personal testimony of my own life where healing comes from rest. God, I thank you that out of that healing and out of that season of rest comes strength. That I can lay down in you, I can rest in you, confidently knowing that there's peace, there's dreams, there's healing, and I'm going to be stronger when I wake up. Father, I pray that as we are walking through this season, as we're walking through these times, God, as we're dealing with anxieties and, and emotional uh, struggles, as we're walking through this time, Father, the unknowns, the fears, Father, I pray that Today, this message just be a simple message that we stop and take a moment to rest. Where do we lay down, Father? In you. Because if your word says that in you I find rest, I want to lay down in your presence. I want to be completely consumed with you. I want to be engulfed with you. I want your peace to, to completely overflow over my life. I want you to birth new dreams, new direction. Father, bring healing to the broken heart during seasons of rest. God, I pray for the courage to rest today. To be willing to accept whatever it is to be willing to accept the unknown. Would you just take a moment and tell him 
that you're resting in him. Just rest in his presence for a minute. I don't have a clue what you'll do when you walk out the door. So in this moment, would you just rest in his presence? Let the peace of God flow over your life. Father, we rest in you today. Hallelujah, we rest in you today. God, give us your peace. Lord, rest is important enough for our life that you did it by example on the seventh day of creation. When you saw that everything was good, you rested. To create a pattern in our life, to slow down, to rest. Father, that's opportunities every week to find your peace. Opportunities every week to dream new dreams. Opportunities every week for healing, for strength to make it through the next six days. Father, we rest in you today. Give us courage to walk through the unknown. Give us courage to walk into the places in which we can't see. Holy Spirit, give us a boldness to speak life to the people that need to receive life. We rest in you today. here today, maybe you're watching online and you don't know Jesus, life is utter chaos for you, you need rest, I just told you Jesus is rest. The way you find rest is by giving yourself to Jesus. Father, if there's anybody here today watching online that don't know you, Father, I pray that you would show yourself to them and let them experience rest. Father, the greatest rest we could ever know is sitting in your presence. It's refreshing, reviving. better is one day in your courts, in your presence, in your rest than a thousand anywhere else. You can conquer more in a moment of rest than I can do in days and days and days. Father, I thank you for your presence in the house today. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your ministry, the way you've touched our hearts. Father, I pray that you bless us, you keep us, Lord, and give us peace. Turn your face toward us and give us grace today. 
Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.